It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is the AC Report. side of midnight. I am Frank Morano. It is time for our weekly look at the 48 most interesting blocks in all the world. That's right. The 48 blocks that constitute Atlantic City. And an interesting thing has happened over the course of the last couple of months. Anyone that I speak to that lives in Atlantic City, anyone that I speak to that visits Atlantic City, they've got one thing on their mind. Why are there so many whales washing up on the beaches in Atlantic City and near Atlantic City? At least 10 dead whales have washed ashore on beaches in New York or New Jersey since December 5th. 23 dead whales have washed up on the East Coast since December. A lot of people are concerned about this. I don't think you can ever really shake the sight of a dead or dying whale lying on the beach. Uh, On the one hand, you see the boardwalk, you see the casinos, and then uh, you see a whale dead on the beach. And it's very, a very difficult image to shake. And this is one area that has uh, some Republicans and some conservationists on the same side, because some people have raised some concerns about what offshore wind might mean for what these whales are going through. One of the people that has been all over this issue has been one of my favorite congressmen, one of my favorite people, quite frankly. He was one of my favorites as a Democrat, and now he's one of my favorites as a Republican. Congressman Jeff Van Drew, he's a Republican representing New Jersey's 2nd District, a district that includes a big chunk of South Jersey, including Atlantic City. Congressman, it's great to talk with you again. Thanks for joining me. Uh, It's good to be with you, Frank. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, let's get the information out. Uh, So uh, why do you think this situation with the whales is happening? What is your research telling you? What have you heard? Well, I think personally um, that some of the testing that Orsted and these windmill companies are doing on the ocean floor are creating harm. It isn't only creating harm to the whales, but the whales are these great, magnificent beasts that we see that come forward. And I almost said, you know, because I've been fighting this fight for a while, that it's almost biblical in a way where you have these just – 
beautiful, great animals that have sacrificed themselves because there's a company that wants to, in my opinion, turn the ocean into uh, an industrial complex, basically. I mean, we're going to have towers that are going to be over 1,000 feet tall. It's going to be tall three times the height of uh, Lady Liberty. We are going to have a lot of vessels going back and forth that are carrying diesel fuel, which I thought we were so worried about all this, but suddenly we're not for them. Most of the people that are going to be doing the labor are not going to be from America. Over 50% of the energy now in this area is going to be controlled by a foreign country and not controlled by America. How can any of this be good? We're damaging the cold pool. The cold pool is something that has some of the most significant and important natural resources, especially in fish, anywhere in the world. And we're damaging that, and we're causing harm. So whether it is real estate, because, you know, people in real estate depend on a desirable shore, whether it is the fishing industry, whether it is the environment, so many different things these companies just don't care. They're just blasting their way through, mm. and they just want to make a lot of money. And that's what this is about. This is about money, money, money. We're talking with Congressman Jeff Van Drew. He represents the district where a lot of these whales have washed up along the beach. Uh, Congressman, as far as you're concerned, what should be done about this? What's the solution, at least temporarily? We, we have uh, m- multiple solutions. Number one, on March let me make sure I get the date right here. On March 16th at 2 p.m., March 16th at 2 p.m., there's going to be a congressional hearing in South Jersey that I will be running, and we're going to get some experts and people that tell the truth, people that are experts in fishing, people that are experts in the environment, people that are experts in economics, that are experts in this industry and know what it can do and what it cannot do and the harm that it can cause as well. So that's number one. Let's clear the air. Let's get the information out there. Let people know the real deal. Let them know that their utility rates and their taxes are going to go up. So that's number one. Number two, we're going to have later on in early spring, we're going to have a hearing in Washington, D.C. concerning this exact same subject with more people who are knowledgeable about this whole thing. Also, towards the goal, what I'm aiming here is a moratorium uh, on these windmills until we know a lot more and maybe just a moratorium forever. And I have legislation mm-hmm. that's in the process to do that as well. We're also doing a resolution um, that just gives the sense of Congress, um, you know, what this whole entire process is doing to the East right. Coast of the United States and how concerned we are with it. I have to be honest with you, Frank. I've seen a lot of bad things. You know, I've been in politics, as you know. I was a mayor. I was a used to be called a freeholder, but a county commissioner, um, state assemblyman, state senator for 16 years. I've seen a lot of stuff, and I've been in Congress my third term now. This is the biggest, baddest thing wow. I've ever seen. Well, I, really I uh, and 
I can only imagine the bad things you saw as a dentist as well, uh, which uh, <laughs> takes the cake. Talking with Congressman Jeff Andrew, uh, I, everything that you just said makes total sense to me. And a lot of uh, conservation groups seem to be on the same side as this. Now, there are others who are saying there's no evidence to support that the prep for offshore wind has anything to do with these whales at whale deaths. The New York Times had an article this week saying that a lot of the fatalities of humpbacks suggest that sh- uh, ships strikes are the cause of many of these deaths. Some people say that it's the population of humpbacks uh, that has rebounded. And because of the uptick in population, you're seeing more things like uh, like like uh, ship strikes. Other people are saying it's climate change. Other people are saying it's online pandemic buying habits. Uh, One person who's actually a fan of yours, a, a Republican, wrote to me and said that the wind developers have obtained leases for space offshore, but no developers have been granted a license to provide powers. So none of the factories to assemble the uh, turbines has even been cited yet. So is it a little bit too much of a reach to say that it's the sonar work that is that is causing this? And some people are saying that the, these are folks that don't like wind energy anyway that are raising these objections. What do you say to all that, Congressman? Well, I, I, let me tell you, early on, in the very, very beginning, before all this started, and I've been at this for at least three years, I was I thought wind energy, it sounds great. It's clean. It's nice. It could be pretty. Um, it's nothing like that. And by the way, anybody that does know the Atlantic City area, if you see the windmills at the MUA, they are toys compared to the number, the wow. size, the height, and the girth of what these windmills are going to be. Number two, those that tell you that it's because of the increased transportation occurring on our oceans because of so many people, you know, involved with commerce and ordering so many things online and all this stuff is shipped over to America, not true. The number of ships were actually down. The number wasn't up. So it, it isn't from that. This is from actually testing on the floor of the ocean, uh, we all know, we've all learned in school how sensitive the hearing of some of these animals are. These are mammals. They have very sensitive hearing and uh, probably put them off course in many ways. And that's probably what some ship strikes might have been from. And you can't say it's climate change because climate change wouldn't all of a sudden happen, you know, immediately at the same time when they start doing this testing on the ocean floor. I mean, that's not how climate change works, Um, whether you believe in it or you don't believe in it. It's not how it works. So that's pretty silly. You know, I've got a letter right in front of me from Sean Hayes, who's Noah's um, chief of protected species. He's the chief of protected species. And in this letter, he goes through paragraph by paragraph. Now, think about this. Noah's had this for months. They knew about this already. Orsted, the company, knew about it for a long period of time already, and they've got this stuff in front of them that says all the problems, all the damage that can be caused and would be caused if you do these windmills. Hmm. And this is from a scientist who is the chief of protected species um, to BOEM. It was never brought out, and it was only because the Truth and Information Act that some reporters actually got a hold of it, and it's starting to get around now. And and it would strike me— They're lying to us. 
it would strike me as a pretty logical thing. Let's try a moratorium and see if that solves the problem. And if it doesn't, then we know the problem is something else. Why not eliminate this as a possibility? Yeah, and let's try – agreed. And let's try a moratorium and let's do some better research. Mm. When you've got a noted – uh, you know, scientist here that says it, there are a lot of big problems who actually works for NOAA. This is not just some fly-by-night guy that, you know, one of our neighbors who reads a lot of science books or whatever. I mean, this is a guy who studied this and is really worried about it and pretty much was just silenced. And this information we had to get to get the, you know, it's, you know, something's always wrong when you've got to go and use legal recourse to get information that should be available to the public about their ocean. This belongs to all of us. It doesn't belong to Bohm. It doesn't belong to Orsted. It doesn't belong to all these billionaires that are making many more billions of dollars on this. This belongs to the world, and it belongs to America on the East Coast. And like I said before, it's big and it's bad, and we've got to try to see what we can do. And your district includes not only Atlantic City, which is one of the best free beaches in all the world, I think, but uh, Cape May, New Jersey, which is uh, my wife and I, uh, that's our favorite vacation spot. So uh, it's a, a shame to uh, to see any any of the marine life or anything that's going on in those oceans. As well as Ocean County. I have half of Ocean County. So, uh, I have not. I have not spent as much time in ocean, but uh, I'm yeah. told it's uh, it's just as picturesque. Talking with Congressman Jeff Van Drew. Hey, Congressman, whenever I do these Atlantic City segments, there's always a bunch of people that criticize me on social media, saying, you know, well, why are you promoting Atlantic City? Oh, Atlantic City is uh, is is a, a town that's in the dumps. It's dangerous. It's this. It's that. As far as you're concerned, for people listening around the country who may not have been to Atlantic City for a while, is Atlantic City a safe place to visit? It, it certainly, if you're in and around the casinos on the boardwalk, you're fine. Can we do better? Yes, absolutely. We need it to be more well lit. We need it brighter. We need more police officers. Um, we need some work to be done in Atlantic City, but it's still an amazing, amazing place, and you can have a wonderful time uh, having a great dinner, uh, enjoying the beach, enjoying the ocean, enjoying um, all the activities they have to offer. But you can always do better, and it has some challenges, and we have to meet those challenges. Are you at all concerned about the impact of the New York City area casinos, the three forthcoming uh, New York City area casinos, and what that might mean for Atlantic City and South Jersey's economy? Well, hopefully with the other things, none of them have a boardwalk. Mm-hmm. And none of them have a beach. So hopefully with some of the other things that we have to offer in Atlantic City and should offer in Atlantic City, um, we're still going to be okay. Am I concerned? Absolutely. It, it, it creates a challenge. I mean, but, you know, you got to you gotta work your way through these things. I mean, we had a challenge. You know, we, we, the, the only casinos were in Atlantic City for a while other than Las Vegas. And, of course, that changed, and, and we survived that. Um, and I, I believe that we'll survive this as well. One of the things that uh, I didn't like, and my favorite activity in Atlantic City is to just stroll the boardwalk and uh, check check out the sites and uh, check things out, look at the beach, look at the ocean, look at the casinos. But one of the things last few visits that I had there that I wasn't crazy about is on the boardwalk, you get almost punched in the face with this odor of marijuana. And look, I get New York and New Jersey are moving in that direction, but I see that Atlantic City is going to have a cannabis lounge just as somebody 
somebody that lives in South Jersey, Congressman, what's your view of this cannabis lounge coming to Atlantic City? Look, it is legal. Um, I don't deny people things that are legal. I was always supportive of medical marijuana. Is this something we really need to have in Atlantic City right now? Rather than have the cannabis lounge, I'd rather have a lot more lighting. Uh, I'd rather have, as I said before, more police and more people just keeping the area immaculate, more ambassadors, people who welcome you and show you around. I mean, more of what was, at least used to be, the Disney approach and the Disney attitude to, towards taking care of people uh, r- rather than, than something like this. You know, that's up to the, you know, the fathers of, and mothers of Atlantic City who, um, you know, decide in government what they want to do and how they're going to go about it and what they're going to zone. But uh, it shouldn't be overpowering. And, and in fact, um, it shouldn't be something that should be, I don't believe, smoked, you know, right on the boardwalk um, so people are overwhelmed by it. There's other ways of ingesting or taking in marijuana, cannabis, and I don't know that that's a good way. You know, smoking's not good for you. It's not good for you, right. whatever you're smoking. Um, uh, you've been very generous with your time, but I do have to ask you, give me your take on this whole debt ceiling drama. Are we going to see a deal? What's that deal going to look like? Uh, how, how do you see this playing out? Oh, you're going to have to see a deal. There's no question it has to be worked out. It just isn't going to be just done the same old way everything was done. On the other hand, we need a responsible debt ceiling. We need a debt ceiling that puts us in the right direction. Are we going to be able to completely take away the debt ceiling and it's going to go to zero? No. And you know that and I know that. Anybody that says otherwise is not realistic, but we've got to do better. We have to stop spending as much as we've continually been spending, especially on so many foolish things. I mean, I look at things like we're spending money all over the world. We're supporting the World Health Organization that lies to us. We are um, giving money to other countries. We're we're giving money to and we're spending money in uh, Pakistan on gender equity studies. I'm not sure what we need that for. We're building up and making stronger borders in Egypt and Jordan, but we don't even keep our own borders right. It's time to take care of America, to spend less in every godforsaken country in the world, and we do need to help them, and I want to be part of that. But you know what? Right now we've got to take care of America and be strong, and we've got to put us on the right fiscal track, responsible debt ceiling. Let's not forget the $100 billion that we sent over to Ukraine. All right, I'm going to end with uh, three very quick but very controversial questions. You are the best-dressed congressman in New York and New Jersey, probably in the whole country. You pull off a pocket square better than anybody that I've ever seen. When I try to pull off a pocket square, it comes across looking unorganized, disheveled, or like I'm trying to be pretentious. Give the gentleman listening a pro tip, congressman, on how to pull off a pocket square like Jeff Andrew. Oh, it's easy to do. You can, it depends what you like. So some people have the real fluffy ones that are, you know, all over the place. I just do the straight and narrow right across the pocket and sort of conservative, but I like it. But you could pull it off just fine. No problems. 
All right. Uh, this is always the most controversial question I ask in these segments. Gun to your head. You have to pick. It doesn't matter what type of cuisine. Your absolute favorite restaurant in Atlantic City. What is it? Uh, that I'm not doing. <laughs> I love those guys, and I am just not going to do it. Um, I'm not. I'm sorry. They all are. How's that? All right. Can you give me top three? How about a top three? Nah, I'm, I'm all right. Fair it. enough. Fair enough. You've been so generous with answering all these other questions. Lastly, uh, going back to your dentistry experience, there's been a big debate on this program. Should people uh, brush their teeth before breakfast or after breakfast? So it's probably better that you do it after breakfast if you can. Um, and the, the rule to remember is not a popular term right now, but FBI floss brush and irrigate. So irrigation is like a water pick type devices, and there's a lot of good ones out there right now. If you do that, floss, brush, and irrigate once a day, and then the second time just brush, you'll be in great shape. Congressman, I'll look forward to running into you the next time uh, I'm, that we're both in Atlantic City. Thanks for the great work that you're doing. I'll look forward to chatting again soon. Frank, thank you so much for having on. Take care. Thank you. If you want to comment on any portion of my conversation with Congressman Jeff Van Drew, give me a call. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.